0: Hey family, it's Natalie Valle, and this is Practical Alchemy, the podcast. I am a multidisciplinary healer and practitioner here to empower you with insightful, powerful, and heart-centered conversations. Our goal here at Practical Alchemy is to share stories, tools, and modalities from experts, teachers, mentors, and friends. To help alchemize your life and to remind you that you're always on your journey to evolution and you're not alone in it we'll dive into topics ranging from wellness healing spirituality dharma relationships manifestation and so much more thank you for being a part of this beautiful supportive community i can't wait to connect with you in real life at events retreats trainings courses Thanks for being here, and enjoy the show. Hey family, welcome back to Practical Alchemy. I am your host, Natalie, and today we have a really fun, really silly episode with one of my best friends, Kelsey Cook. Kelsey is a yoga and meditation teacher, sound healer, Reiki master, and health coach, And Kelsey and I met uh, seven years ago when I was fresh in LA. She had just moved to LA and we have been in each other's lives through our growth, our evolution. She has been a dear friend of mine since before love and alchemy actually came into manifestation before love and alchemy was even a thing. So she's been with me through the whole journey and I'm so excited for you to hear her story, hear a little bit about how she has navigated through anxiety, has utilized the tools of yoga, meditation, reiki, sound, and really has come to a place where she can find peace and help others through all of the modalities through mindfulness. And of course, you get to hear a little bit of our dynamic, see a different side of me that maybe you don't always get to see, and hear some funny stories. So I'm really excited for this one. And I also just want to share that my final training of the year is coming up, virtual sound practitioner training. So if that is something that has been calling to you, I would be so honored to have you. It's the last training of the year that we'll be doing until probably mid next year. Next year, it's kind of a crazy year (laughs) in the beginning of next year. But either way, I'm so happy and honored that you're here. I hope you enjoy this episode and I will see you on the other side.
1: So you're starting to teach a restorative class. Yeah. Yeah. Starting on Wednesday nights this week. Nice. yeah, I wanted to get another class on the schedule, but I didn't want to do another six a.m. Um, right, Tuesday mornings at six a.m. is hard enough. Yeah, those are <laughs> so really. I, I didn't. I didn't need to do that multiple times a week. Yeah. Oh so an evening God. class, the exact opposite. <laughs> What's your dosha? You know, I can never remember. Okay. I always look it up, and write it down. You're definitely and like, like Vata can't... Pitta, I think. I think that that's cuz I'm like a combination of two. But I can never remember. I always look it up cuz mm. I'm like, "Oh yeah, like what am I?" Um and you know, you know me, like I'm up early anyway, but like there's something yeah. about like the alarm going off at 5:05 a.m. and having to wake up to go do something that
0: I know is rough, especially you before
1: know? it's light out. And I'm always so worried I'm going to sleep through my alarm. Mm. So usually starting around like two AM, I'm like up every yeah. Every 30 minutes, checking the phone, making sure oh my goodness. making sure I haven't overslept, seeing how much longer I have to sleep. Um, I mean I love it. Once I'm there and, you know, teaching everything's great. But the five AM wake up call, uh, I I I don't think I'm made to do that every day of my
0: life. That's fair. I don't know that anyone is. Yeah. We are humans with a circadian rhythm
1: Yes, that moves with the light of the sun. Right. When it's pitch black out and I'm getting out of <laughs> bed, getting ready to go to work, it's just not natural. Oh, man.
0: So I would love to have you share your story in terms of how you got on this path of, of teaching and yeah. living a yogic lifestyle, yeah. also with your holistic coaching. You're also working with people with anxiety, working with your own anxiety, having learned from that experience. yeah, And also be going through the um, School of Institute of Integrative Nutrition. I feel like in the recent years they really gained so much traction. Yeah. more so than before and and you were with them actually working with them. Yeah. way back in the day. Yeah. So, yeah, let's start with
1: where you're originally from and then yeah. kind of navigate through that. All right. Well, I'll do my best to stay on track cuz I know that that you and I tend or to <laughs> to get off track pretty quickly, but yeah, so I grew up in a really small town in northwestern Pennsylvania. Shout out to Edinburgh. Um, it's about six thousand people, and um, yeah, my you know my whole life, I I couldn't wait to to go somewhere somewhere else. Mm. Um, you know, I I love going home and you know visiting my family and friends that are still there, but it's you know one of those places where you know like Olive Garden's the fanciest restaurant. There's mm-hmm. not much to do, especially in the winter, except go to the mall and go to yeah. the movies. Um, So I went to college in Buffalo, New York. And then after college, I moved to New York City.
0: Oh, chilly places. Yes,
1: yes. And after about five years in New York, I was like, you know what? I'm done with this. I can't be cold anymore. I've been cold my whole life. Um, I definitely, I mean, I'm self-diagnosed like seasonal affective disorder. But, you know, in the winters there, I would just want to hibernate and not go outside. And I mean, you know me, that is that's not really who I am as a person. I always yeah. want to be going out and doing stuff. But once it hit winter in New York City, I I, I would have been fine never leaving my apartment for, for months. So mm-hmm. I got to a point where I was like, you know what? I think I'm ready for a change. Um, the only other place I would ever been in the United States that I could have seen myself living in was LA. I had a couple friends from college who lived out here. So I, uh, yeah. Saved up not nearly enough money, um, quit my job, didn't have a job when I moved to L.A., lived on my friend's couch for a month and a half while I got my bearings and figured things out. And seven years later, I'd say things have figured themselves out pretty well. Yes. Um, Yeah. So that's kind of like the story of where I'm from, how I got here. Yeah. Um, But to your point, back when I lived in New York. Um, One of the jobs that I had shortly after college was at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, which Mm. I'm sure a lot of people
0: are familiar with.
1: IIN, yes. Um, I had a friend who had been working there in sales, and they were hiring people for their student success department, which is, you know, essentially like customer support, but for their students. Got it. And I had been working retail Mm -hmm. at Bloomingdale's 59th Street and Mm -hmm. was just not wanting to live that lifestyle anymore of working weekends and holidays and just having a really irregular schedule. So Mm. I started working at IAN, and one of the many, many amazing perks that they offered was for their employees um, to go through the health coach training program totally wow. free, um, which, you know, it's I think probably now it's I mean, I don't I don't even know how how yeah, much it is. Quite now, an but yeah. yeah, even back then, it was, you know, quite an investment. And at that point in my life, I had been interested in in health and wellness for mm. quite a while. Yeah. Um. I would say my my journey with all of it started um, when I was 16. And I became a vegetarian. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mom, you know, was Totally on board with me becoming a vegetarian. I had, you know, seen a a PETA video and it put you know put me over the edge and opened my eyes to something I you know I didn't know about. And I you know came home and told my mom I didn't want to eat meat anymore. And she was like, "Okay, that's totally fine. You don't have to, but we have to make sure you know you're you're eating right and you're getting your nutrients from from other sources too." So that was kind of what opened the door. Mm. Um, in college, I read the book Skinny Bitch, another book that I'm sure a lot of people have read and heard of. I actually have not read or heard of that book. It's So it's at this point, you don't need to read it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But it was this book written in this like kind of snarky, Mm. sarcastic tone. But it was all about veganism Mm. and, um, you know, animal welfare and it also kind of talked about, if I'm remembering correctly, like the chemicals and processed foods mm-hmm. and all of that. So, sounds like this book needs a rebrand. Yeah, it might need the a rebrand. Title is a little
0: <laughs> misleading.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm not really all about that anymore. But you know, at the time, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, skinny bitch, let's let's go for it. <laughs> um, but that sort of you know opened me up to this whole journey of organic foods and wow. um, getting away from processed things. So. And that was in college. Um, I experimented with veganism in college. It it really did not work for me for a variety of reasons. Mm. I just um, I enjoy cheese far too much. <laughs> and um, you know, in college, drinking a lot, getting really drunk, eating eating, eating a whole pizza to myself. But I was you know vegan when I was not drinking. <laughs> um, so I you know eventually left left all that behind. Yeah. Um, but that was sort of where everything started. Mm. Um. I let's see. I'm trying to think.
0: Well, you know, I think I think you brought up a period in your life. Now, some background for for those of you who um, don't know Kelsey and and myself personally, Kelsey and I met maybe seven years ago now.
1: Yeah, I've been in L.A. for seven years. Yeah. So so. (laughs) we met seven
0: years ago. And uh, in my first episode, I talked about that healthy snack company shout out my (laughs) snack people this is one of my snack people in addition to my husband so you know and and you said no limits in this episode yeah no limits we're going there we're going there i remember that one of the very first core memories that i have of the genesis of our friendship was a hike that we did at the culver city stairs and we got on the subject of nutrition and food and our relationship with food. And I shared in, in my first episode, my journey with my relationship with food, my journey with with my personal eating disorders and how those manifested and, and I can talk about them today because I'm at a place where I have been able to heal and come back from that and it's mm-hmm. not to say that you know, insidious thoughts don't come up every once in a while with self judgment. But I know that, you know, that was also a big aspect of your journey. Yeah. And going through that at that point in your life, when books like skinny bitch were on the shelves, right, right. And, and I would love to, to kind of expand on that, because I think that there are a lot of people who perhaps share the same experience yeah. and maybe they don't have a fellow, you know, person who's recovered from that or a close friend who they trust or maybe they just haven't admitted it to themselves, mm-hmm. right? And, yeah. and we just want to honor you if that is you. We want to honor if you have somebody like that in your life because it is a journey.
1: yeah,
0: and it's And it's so tricky and it's so challenging and there's so much shame around it too that it's hard to talk about sometimes. Yeah. And I, th- I remember vividly when you and I had that conversation at the Culver City Stairs of being like, oh, that was your experience too?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Wow, right? And just having that safe space of, of being able to share with somebody who's gone through what I went through, what you went through, and, and also support each other in that way. And
1: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, if you if you feel like you want to share anything
1: around that, yeah. So, I mean, that is also like another journey that I can't even like pinpoint when it started. Mm. Um, similar to which I'm sure we'll t- we'll talk about this too. My anxiety, I just always remember like this kind of voice in the background, you know, of just constantly judging myself, my body wanting to be skinnier. Mm. Um, and it didn't come from a parent. Like my, my mom wasn't like that. I was never, you know, overweight or, you know, was never made fun of for, you know, being overweight or being too skinny. You know, like some, some kids are made fun of for, you know, being too sure. too skinny. And I just never, I never had any of those experiences. So I'm not even really sure mm. where it came from. But I think that, the journey that I had into becoming vegetarian and then wanting to be vegan mm. was partially, of course, fueled by the PETA video that mm, I that I saw. Course. But then the other driving factor was like, oh, but if I'm vegan, I will also be skinny. It's good for Oof. the animals. And it's also, yeah. and I'll, I'll also be skinny, which like at that point in my life, college, there all was I... so much value placed on exactly. that. Exactly. And I mean, I think that kind of the culture that we grew up in, you know, with celebrities and yes. like the models from the, the 90s and yes. stuff. I think that's kind of what was modeled to us. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that journey into being, you know, trying to be vegan, I think, mm-hmm. was was partially fueled by that because it was all I wanted to be was skinny. It was the only thing I wanted to be mm-hmm. for a very long time. and ultimately it took me to a lot of different places and you know i i would never say i had f- full full you know eating disorder but i mm. definitely got to a point aside from the drunken pizza where <laughs> i would you know every morning i made this smoothie this was in college every morning i made this specific smoothie and then for lunch i'd have this specific salad mm. and then dinner pretty much every single night was a big plate of sautéed vegetables. I would buy, like, every different vegetable, Mm. chop them all up, and sauté them. Sometimes I would, like, put a little pasta with it, but mostly it was just, you know, a big plate of vegetables. And it was, like, I was eating. I was eating healthy, but that's what I, you know, that's what I was eating. Yeah. Um, And I had, like, very specific snacks that I would eat, like rice cakes with peanut butter or almond Mm -hmm. butter or wheat thins with peanut butter, you know, that that sort of thing. Um, So I was very regimented Regimented. with that, like that specific thing. And it was all, you know, all vegan. I was like, this is, you know, this will make me skinny. If I eat like that, it will, you know, it will make me skinny. And then kind of paired with all of that, my anxiety just, you know, always running in the background. Again, it's something that I've, I've dealt with for as long as I can remember. I don't think I really knew what it was probably until like 10 years ago, 12 years ago, something like that. I just assumed that, you know, everyone was always worried about the things that that I was worried about. And that was just, you know, that was just life. Um, But I think that my anxiety on a subconscious level fueled that really regimented like routine I had gotten myself into Mm. because even though thinking back on it, I wasn't necessarily trying to like control anything. I think it just gave me this sense of like, okay, this is what you're doing. You're doing this every day. You're going to the gym, you know, five, five times a week on top of this. Mm -hmm. And it was just like a routine that I got into that I think my anxiety was fueling a little bit too. So I, there's lots of different layers to it, you know, looking back. And I think to your point, um, like now I'm in a really good place where I don't, and I, I won't say ever, you know, think about, oh, like I, I need to lose five pounds or, you know, I need to do this. If I have a week or two where I don't make it to a yoga class or I don't make it to, you know, do some kind of a workout, I'm I'm not too worried about it. Um it's beautiful. Of, of course, there are times, you know, to, to your point where those thoughts might start to come back in, but It's it's just not the constant like it's not my constant state anymore. And it's been such a such a journey there. I can't even like pinpoint exactly when when things started to started to shift there. But I think that a lot of it has to do with the company that I keep now, like Mm. people like you and, you know, our other friends where we're not, you know, like sitting around talking about like oh my gosh, like I need to, you know, I need to lose 10 pounds. Oh my gosh, like I ate that pasta last night and I like shouldn't have. So I'm going to punish, you know, punish myself for it today. Um, And also I think that just like society is shifting away from diet culture. I mean, they're not, again, not a blanket statement, but in general, I think we're starting to get away from that.
0: There are so much more body positivity, celebrating yeah. of diversity of exactly. different types of bodies, different shapes of bodies, and finding the beauty in all of them. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right, and you know it's so interesting that <laughs> getting meta with it. I think in in terms of when we talk about collective consciousness, mm-hmm. and there is a certain paradigm within the collective of this is what it means to be beautiful. And, and this is what we place value on. And furthermore, you know, with, with that idea of women needing to minimize themselves, mm-hmm. women needing to take up less space, yeah. women needing to be smaller, mm-hmm. right? The messaging behind that. And I think in the recent years, especially there's been such an uprise of, of healing, for a lot of the divine feminine in mm-hmm. the collective, and the rise of the power of the divine feminine. yeah, Not to overpower the divine masculine, but rather to be in balance. yeah. And, and I think that that has given, not given permission, because we've always had it. We've always had the permission to take up space. But it's given it's reminded women that we have the permission, that we have the sovereignty, the birthright to take up space. Yeah. 100%. And to look however we want. And to, mm-hmm. to, to 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 let it be messy, to let it be wild, to not have to fit within this certain box. And mm-hmm. that whole paradigm is shifting and now what is in the collective consciousness is Everything and everyone deserves to take-up space. Yeah. Everything and everyone is so unique and innately beautiful. Exactly. And it just goes to show how impacted we are by, to your point, A, the company that we keep, right? Mm -hmm. So being mindful of what kind of conversations you are having with your friends or what kind of conversations you are around and what kind of energy you're absorbing, both on an energetic level and subconsciously.
1: Yeah. And also just the power of of collective thought. Yeah. Yeah. And to that point, like, I know I've talked to you about this before, but like, I don't sit around and think, oh my gosh, like, I need Botox. Like, look at my forehead. I need Mm. Botox. And not to, you know, hate on anyone with Botox. If you have Botox, that's totally fine. But when I'm sitting in a group of people and someone else starts talking about like, oh, these lines on my forehead, these lines between mm. my eyes. I, I, I need to go get more b- Botox, or I'm thinking about getting Botox. Then that's when I'm like, oh shit, do I need Botox too? Because mm. I have those same <laughs> lines on my forehead, or sure. my lines are 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 worse than hers. So, I do I do I also need to get Botox? It's like I've kind of removed all like thoughts like that from yeah. my head, but when we're in you know the company of people that are speaking about themselves in that way mm-hmm. um i think it it can have an impact on everyone and i actually i posted about this on social media a while back and someone had commented that well, you shouldn't let like the words of other people like affect you so much which yes i i also i i do agree with that we can decide how we want to react or how we want to take things that are being said in our presence. Mm-hmm. But also, <laughs> there should be some awareness of what you're saying, how it might be received by other people, what yeah. the other people might be going through right. that you're in the company of, um, and I just I did a follow up post to that because I was like, okay, let let me be clear about a couple of <laughs> things here. Of course, we we can decide how we yeah. are going to let things affect us, but I also still stand behind the idea that we shouldn't talk shit about ourselves uh, to ourselves, hundred percent, or to in front of other people. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah. No, I think that's such a beautiful point, point.
0: and also just. Standing in your sovereignty and deciding for yourself, okay, maybe I am a highly sensitive person and yeah. I am very empathic, and things do affect me. Right. Whether I say to myself, "This isn't going to affect me," it does, right? And then having that sovereignty to say, "Is this the energy that I want to reside in?" Exactly. No. Okay. Great. So I'm going to remove myself from that. Yeah. And having that discernment of. Just the kind of conversations that you put yourself yeah. in and, and saying, you know, I don't need to be in this conversation, so yeah. I'm going to leave. Bye. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's, it's so powerful and so true. And I know that with talking in terms of anxiety and, and your journey with that, and I also just want to say that healing isn't linear. Mm -hmm. Right, Just because we might say that this was our experience and now we're in a better place doesn't mean that we are now immune to old patterns trying to come back when we're triggered. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is maybe now we have the self-awareness and self-knowing to recognize when we're triggered and recognize when those patterns come up and pattern interrupt right and yeah. say yeah I'm not going down that path yeah okay what do I need to do to get myself out of right. this state
1: And we have the tools and too. we have the tools yeah so what have been some of those tools for you I mean the the biggest things um, in my journey to managing my anxiety have And yoga and meditation 100%. The OGs. The OGs. (laughs) Is this where I make a comment about how I've been doing yoga for so long before everyone else was doing (laughs) yoga? Um, Because that's not true. But you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, So I, you know, in college, um, you know, read something in a magazine that you know you can get a great body from doing yoga so oh my god let's bring it back here so so yeah so here we are circle um and so i just you know started doing like i was in college i had no money you know i wasn't going to a yoga studio i just started um finding yoga videos on on youtube and just you know doing doing those in my room and when i moved to new york um found like the city the city yeah yeah not not buffalo and i moved to new york you city gotta clarify for us <laughs> non city folk non city folk <laughs> yes yeah, so so when i say new york i mean new york city yeah um you know found some from some different studios and you know still had no money as i was just out of college living yeah. in living in the city and you know, spending all of my money on rent, pretty much, but, um, you know, started going to rent and pizza, (laughs) and probably a lot of alcoholic beverages at the bars on the weekends. Um, But started incorporating yoga, um, going to studios into, you know, into my routines. And at that point, um, I think I had kind of gotten out of the the vegan thing and the really regimented eating um but you know there were you know st- again still still patterns running and running in the background yeah. but yoga and I think this happens for a lot of people you know started out for me as like okay this like new form of exercise um I grew up a competitive figure skater mm-hmm. so um you should see her spins <laughs> pretty good <laughs> one day um you know, yoga kind of spoke to me in that way because I was like, OK, it's like kind of it's kind of like skating. You know, you're moving your body, you're stretching, you're holding these balancing poses. And um, that was kind of what initially interested me. Um, but slowly, the more I started going to yoga, I started realizing like, oh, I feel really calm after this.
0: Mm. Like this is
1: really relaxing. Um, and from there, it just kind of you know, grew and blossomed. I started exploring meditation, mm. something I thought like, oh my gosh, I'll never be able to sit alone with my thoughts for for 10 minutes. Um, and it just kind of it kind of all, you know, all grew from grew from there. Wow. Um, so now I mean, you know, I love the physical practice of yoga. Obviously, I I teach it. I love it. Um, it feels great. It's like one of the only you know forms of movement that I really feel like I truly enjoy Mm. but um just the benefits that I get mentally going in leaving my phone outside and just flowing um stretching it's like it's just so much so much more than that which of course the practice of yoga asana is one of eight eight parts of that Mm. but um you know we've westernized it to be this physical practice and um yeah i appreciate the physical part of course but the benefits that i get mentally from it are just beyond um what you know the physical benefits yeah for me at least so yeah um and then that of course um you know eventually led me to exploring sound healing and mm. um you know the first the first time I went to a sound bath I I went with you yeah. um you invited me to come and I had heard of sound baths and I'd always been wanting to try it but you invited me to go to I think it was a free one at the four, sigmatic. The four
0: sigmatic yeah oh my, gosh, my and friend Venice. Brianna
1: you know worked for four sigmatic and I think Aww. like but I think you invited me and it was that was with... such
0: a kismet event too because that's where Tyler met his coach that he worked with i don't know if you remember that guy oh, ryan that was there
1: i don't remember
0: that yeah but that that was and it was so intimate and i remember there was a beautiful white dog there was a
1: big white dog it was in that small little yeah. room and it was with Susie. Yeah. um and i remember i like woke up and you know came to at the end and i was like i didn't think for an hour <laughs> That's never happened to me. Wow. That has never happened to me before. As someone, you know, I'm sure people who might be listening who have anxiety know, like, and even if you don't have anxiety, like, yeah. it's hard to turn the brain off. Sure. And I went in, you know, not, not really knowing what to expect. And I was like, okay, whoa. <laughs> this yeah. is This is something. So that is just also a really effective way and effective tool yeah. Um, that I have to, to manage manage things <laughs> these days as well. So
0: and now you are a certified sound
1: yeah, practitioner. Yeah, thanks to you. <laughs> yeah, Kelsey
0: went through my sound healer training back in Malibu a year ago. Now it
1: was like May, May. 2021. So wow, yeah, time is flying. Time is flying.
0: Yeah, yeah. and you're also a Reiki master. Yeah, yeah. Tell me, tell so... me how Reiki has transformed and and uh also just elevated things yeah for you
1: i mean i think um reiki was another one of those things that i had been aware of um had never experienced it for myself until a couple of years ago i went to um a small weekend retreat out in out in indio and um one of the the girls who was hosting it um was a Reiki master, and everyone got a free thirty-minute Reiki session wow. with their, you know, with the the retreat. And I kind of went into it like, all right, <laughs> let's let's see about this. Um, but I wasn't really sure, and I just also came out feeling so light. And the things she was reflecting back to me that kind of came up for her, she was going through it. You know, some of them I was like, I don't know about that, but other things it was like, wait. <laughs> How how did she know? You know how did she know about that? Um, and so, after that experience, I was like, okay, this is something that's super cool. Um, and as you know too, you know once I feel like once you have like the one certification, you're like, well, this certification will go really well with, with this. Um, so I'm going to do that. Reach and... into the choir. <laughs> I'm
0: currently enrolled in like three
1: courses that are just yeah. hanging on by a thread over here. Yeah. I had to, I told myself after sound healer training, I was, um, I was on a, Sabbatical from from courses <laughs> for a little bit. I think a lot of people <laughs> listening can probably relate, but it's good. it's good. You know, it's like I love to learn, um, and especially if it's something that's going to you know help myself, but I can also use to help other people. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think astro- astrology certification of some kind is is next on oh, I... next in line. Yeah, but um, I digress. Um, yeah, so so Reiki was um, something that. I had wanted to do, I wanted to do it with April. Yeah. Um, April
0: Thunder. Shout out to the best. Oh, love you, AP. <laughs> um,
1: and then the pandemic happened. You mm-hmm. were going to do, I think that you were like going to do a training with her or something. But I had I had different plans. Mm-hmm. And then she had a training, but we were supposed to go camping in Death Valley. This is like April 2020. Mm-hmm. And she had reached out to me and she was like, oh, I'm doing a training. I knew that you were interested. And I was like, I, you know, I, I can't go that weekend. I already have plans, but definitely the next one. Well, then COVID hit mm-hmm. and they closed down Death Valley and we couldn't go camping. And April. <laughs> I remember this was a very sore subject oh. for you.
0: <laughs> Don't not... camping
1: away from this girl. I <laughs> was not in a, a good place at the beginning of the pandemic. <laughs> Not my Aww. best moments, but honestly, who who was no. really in their best headspace in March, April, May of of 2020? Let's let's be honest. I'll give myself some grace there. Sending sending you love and Reiki to our past selves. Right, Reiki transcends space and time, so just take a moment, send yourself some love. Yeah, it was one of those things where it was like, okay, well, like everything's shutting down. We can't go out and do anything, but camping's outside. They're not going to they're not going to shut down the campgrounds and then they shut down the campgrounds. So, yeah, it it was a dark moment for sure, but um I knew that April was going to have this training. I reached out to her. She was like, "I'm going to do it virtually." I was like, "Okay, perfect. I'm in. Take my money. Let's do it." And um since then I've um I've gone through Reiki 1, Reiki 2. And uh, the first level of, of Reiki three. Mm. But um, yeah, it's just another one of those things that like, I just feel like more tapped into my own energy yeah. since becoming attuned. And it's nice to incorporate self Reiki into some of my meditations, especially when I am feeling really anxious or just kind mm. of wake up on an off day. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, it's just been another another way to practice self-care. Um, and then, of course, being able to, you know, offer it to others mm-hmm. um, has been has been really special as well. Yeah. So, um, That's yeah, beautiful. Yeah, I love it. I think everyone should be attuned to at least Reiki one. Truly. Let's just truly. get everyone tapped in a little bit here. Yeah, <laughs> you know that I think that would definitely help a lot they say that about meditation too like that if everyone meditated the world would have so many less problems which Mm -hmm. I also agree with
0: yeah I mean get everyone tuned onto the same channel of unity consciousness no big deal no big deal no small task no small task and you touched on a topic that I know is very important to you being a Taurus sun
1: talk about self-care well where do I begin um yes so I'm A Taurus and when I say that I mean I am a Taurus in every sense of the word I really identify with my Sun sign um, and other aspects of my chart as well but like through and through I'm a Taurus so the part and the side of Taurus that loves beautiful things and aesthetics and luxury that is how I approach my self-care. <laughs> Kelsey's like, it me. <laughs> Hello, it's me. It's your girl. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to to think. I don't have like a necessarily super like, regimented yeah. self-care schedule. But, um, you know, my morning routine and my morning meditation and, and that sort of thing is certainly part of it. Um, but just you know finding ways to just take a step back from the day and just do something that makes me feel cared for Mm. as simple as doing you know a face mask or taking a bath or lighting a nice candle and reading a book Um, just simple things like that you can just elevate with you know A really nice face mask or really nice skincare product that's that's what it's all about for me Um, as silly as it sounds um, but yeah
0: yeah I I love that we're both ruled by Venus I'm a Libra Sun so we share a lot of similar tendencies in that sense and I would say I'm gonna speak for both of us right now one of our favorite ways to self care together is in nature, yeah. So Kelsey and I, we used to be more avid hikers <laughs> than we are today. We always say we're going to start hiking again, and I think and that was—I think it truly was some sort of curse that we stumbled upon at the top of Mount Whitney. <laughs> so we will we'll share a story with you. Kelsey and I, we decided <laughs> out of out of nowhere, really that. We were going to do this challenge in Southern California called the Six Pack of Peaks. And as if that was not enough, we then stumbled upon Mount Whitney somewhere on the Google. And Mount Whitney is the tallest in the lower 48 states. It's the tallest peak. And... Just to give you some accurate numbers, Kelsey, why don't you continue with the story while I Google yeah. the the height, yes. the elevation.
1: So, so we, yeah, we decide we're going to do this hiking challenge where it's basically um, six of the highest peaks in, in Southern California. Um, and I think that the official challenge is you're supposed to do it in like six or eight weeks. But we were like, let's just do one a month. This was like us being conservative the only point in this adventure where we decided to <laughs> to make a conservative decision and they're you know like all over 10 mile hikes too they would be
0: we would wake up at like five six in the morning yeah. drive out they were about an hour away and then we would put on our hiking boots
1: and we'd hike and we'd get to it we'd hike yeah we'd have our camelback our water yeah our gorp shout out gorp good old peanuts and raisins and peanuts raisins and peanuts <laughs> Um yeah so we we completed that in the 6 months and kind of without knowing it that became our training for yes. Mount Whitney. So when we found out about Mount Whitney, we
0: also learned that the Six Pack of Peaks was a recommended training prerequisite before hiking Mount Whitney, which Mount Whitney is 14,505 feet of elevation. So it's the tallest peak And Um, we decided on a whim that we were going to hike it. (laughs) Right. So much so that when we went to book our lottery passes, because they only limit a certain amount of people per day, we knew so little about this whole thing that we booked our pass to hike it in one day. And when we got there, we're in the town telling people we're hiking Mount Whitney. They're like, oh, are you camping at base camp and then summiting the next day? And we were like, um... We didn't know
1: that was an option. No, we are hiking out and back. And they were like, wow, you guys are intense. And we were like, okay. We were like, we thought that was the easy option. How long did it take us? Was it 17 hours? I think so. I think just under.
0: We started at 3 in the morning. And I remember because it was a full moon and Venus were the ones lighting our path. We could see the full moon and the planet.
1: I think Aww. I think we could see Mars too. Oh, Actually, was it Mars, one not of, Venus? it was one of the two, but yeah, we started at three a.m. We did, and, and I think we finished we, around seven p.m. <laughs> and the
0: last hour, the elevation itself—I mean, I felt it. I was full on doing breath work the last hour of summiting because I—I I remember that if I was not doing breath
1: work, I would have fainted. I and I hit a point. I remember um, I had gotten. A little bit a- ahead of you and Tyler, and I had stopped because I was I, I was like I I can't. We were really close, and I was like, you yeah. guys, I don't think. I was like, I don't think I can make it. I didn't feel like altitude sickness. Yeah. I was just like, I I can't keep Exhausted. walking up. I can't keep walking Exhausted. uphill. Yeah. Um. And I remember you guys were like, nope. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on, Kel. Come on. It's time to go. And I like this is a core memory. I will never forget when we got to the top you and I just started bawling crying. like hysterically crying <laughs> I had brought Tyler
0: was like passed out Tyler was asleep he was like literally always literally went literally to
1: sleep. literally <laughs> always sleeping um I had brought a can of beer in my yes, bag
0: I remember that and
1: I just I'm like crying cold, I'm, like cold one. <laughs> opening the beer it's like you know all foamy um, But we did it. We But we did it. So yeah. when we get to the summit, we're celebrating
0: and there's a sign in book and we go to sign in the book and my quote, which I will forever be proud of, was started from the bottom. Now we're here. <laughs> I signed it. Natalie Baez started from the bottom. Now we're here. Shout out to Drake. <laughs> Shout out Drake. I used to love Drake these days. I don't really re- align and resonate with this messaging anymore, but I'll still get down to a good beat, you know. Um, I What did you write? Do you remember?
1: I don't remember. So All I remember is the what po- the other
0: person okay. wrote. So we're like looking at what other people wrote. And there was a man from China. So going back to episode one, I told you, Wu um, Hui Shu And I read his name and I was like, oh, those are Chinese characters. This guy is probably traveling decided to come visit California and maybe saw that Mount Whitney is something that people do and decided to hike Mount Whitney next to his name and I quote said never hike again period in all caps in all caps and we just started <laughs> cracking up we, we thought it was the funniest thing but I say that this was a curse because literally after Whitney we didn't hike again we And it's not like we decided we're done hiking. And I, like, still want to to do, like, day hikes. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'll go do, like, a two-hour hike. Right. But that's not a hike. That's, like, a nature walk. Right. (laughs) Like, a hike. Like, a proper, like, wake up, 5 a.m. And maybe we're just crazy because people listening are probably, like, that's not a hike. That's, like, I don't know what that is. (laughs) Go hike for 10 hours. Get home by sunset. Yeah. You know. Yeah.
1: I, like, want to do it again. I loved it. Okay. But you heard just, You heard it, you here, heard first. it here. Hold we're, us accountable. Hold
0: us accountable. <laughs> we're doing the six-pack. Maybe if you want to come along, maybe we'll make a thing out of it. The frequency flow takes on Everyone's the six-pack. Everyone's going to be pack. like,
1: absolutely not. <laughs> no, thank you. Anyways. I don't know how we got on this I don't tangent. Know. Oh, we were talking about how... You know, one of oh yeah, our favorite we... ways
0: of self care is to go <laughs> to go in and nature. Wake up before sun- yeah. <laughs> sunrise, hike for ten hours, do breath work because you're going to faint.
1: <laughs> self care, hashtag self care. Anything for self care. <laughs> oh man, no, but nature. Yes, we go. Yeah. We
0: always go camping, and we love hikes.
1: Yeah, I do. Yeah, that that part of mm. my Taurus, you know, being in nature. It's, um, such an earth it's sign. just like the like such a great way to recharge. Yes. And I
0: mean, liter- literally in the definition of the word recharge, yeah. you are reconnecting with the electromagnetic field of the earth and recharging your own electromagnetic field. You are recharging your little battery. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And it's so nice to just like, I love when we go camping in a place that has no cell phone service. Know, and it's, it's just like you know, you have, well, your, you have your phone on you for, like, time and taking and pictures. Photos. But, like, and, you know, music. If you want to listen to music around well, the campfire. But it's just so, like...
0: How often is it that our physical bodies are in a space not being bombarded by EMS mm-hmm. all the
1: time? Yes. Right? Yes. In front of a screen. Yes. It's, you know, where you don't even have access to it. You know, it's like you have mm. to drive 45 minutes to, yeah. you know, to get to a place that has it. And it's, like, by the end of those weekends yeah. it's like like I don't need th- I don't even want this can <laughs> someone just take it like when, when we went to Cuba but airdrop my photos first. yeah but also airdrop my photos um <laughs> when when we went to Cuba so gosh when was that 20 oh, 2017 Cuba. um yeah we went to Cuba together for a week with um Steph. another one of my best friends yeah. and there's no <laughs> There is no Wi-Fi. Like there is no internet. There is there is nothing. At the time at and, least. At we the could, time. We it,
0: couldn't connect to any signal
1: nothing. service. And it was so it was cleansing. The best. It was the best. Yeah. I remember like on my flight back, I think I I had a layover in like Panama or something. And I was like, okay, <laughs> how many texts am I gonna have? what's gonna you know what is about to come through i just don't even
0: and those are the days even. when the snack people chat was alive and well yes i think i probably came back to like 400 hundreds yeah easily
1: yeah yeah and it's like you know you don't have your sometimes i'm like oh my gosh where's you know where's my phoneer? yeah i pick it up without even thinking about it and just start scrolling mindlessly mm. but then when i go and do something like that you know Cuba, that was, you know, quite a long trip. That was like a yeah. whole a whole week without anything. But even if it's just a quick Friday, Saturday trip, it's like I I forget about it. I'm like, yeah. what do I need that thing for? You know, what, why do I why am I always holding it in my hand? I mean, it's a total um, pattern
0: interrupt, right? Yeah. We're so used to these neural pathways of grab your cell phone, click on the icon for yeah. whatever it is that you log on to. And it's when you interrupt the pattern of doing that, it
1: just goes to show the power of rewiring your mind. Yeah. Yeah. And I used to be, I used to be better. And I was actually, I was thinking recently, I need to start scheduling this in more about like, okay, like just taking a weekend here, a weekend there to like, not, not really be on my phone. Um, And I just haven't done that in a while. I'm thinking Mm. like about doing some kind of maybe like a little, like, I would like, digital detox like over like the holidays or something and just like, you know, obviously still having my phone to like talk to people and and, but just getting off social media and just like yeah doing something else with that time. Um I was just thinking about that the other day actually. So yeah. It's needed. You have so much coming up, baby girl.
0: She's getting married. All of
1: the things are we ready to share
0: about (laughs) There. yeah <laughs> yeah you have so much happening in your personal yeah, life right now so
1: many things happening so in addition to working a full-time job and you know doing yoga sound healing all of that on this side which I'm the last couple of months I've really started to get quite busy with yeah. which is it's great but um no but and um yeah. on top of that um I got engaged in May on my birthday um so planning a wedding, which, as you know, just so many things to do. I don't feel, like, super stressed by it, at least not – at least not yet. It doesn't
0: have to be stressful. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I'm, like – I love all this stuff, as, yeah. as you know. So, um, you know, bringing my Taurus energy into, into that and getting – really specific with the aesthetics, making mm-hmm. lots of, um, you know, Canva um, <laughs> outlines of photos from Pinterest and things that I like. So I'm having I'm having fun with it. Um, but my fiance and I, we just moved into a new place. Um, we're still renting, but we're renting a three-bedroom house. With a backyard. With a big backyard um, and a place that's dog-friendly, finally. Um, and we just a week ago brought home a new furry friend um his name is bear he's a 70 pound pit bull american bulldog mix he's the cutest thing i've ever Rasha. seen so sweet. um and we're we're technically still fostering him he has a a little um a little operation he has mm-hmm. to have um, here soon just to fix a little ACL tear in his back leg yeah. um, and so once that's all taken care of we'll, um we'll be officially adopting him but yeah.
0: and you're adopting him, him from the organization
1: yeah so ad- we're adopting him from wags and walks which is um, an incredible Um, organization here in LA and they also have a Nashville chapter Um, I've been volunteering with them for years I actually um, right now the thing that I do do with them regularly is um, puppy yoga (laughs) so I'm not teaching yoga to the dogs but I teach yoga um, (laughs) while there are dogs running around Um, and it's really really fun Um, we sell every time we do it we do it monthly Um, we do two classes on one Sunday in Mm. Um, each month, and every time they post it, it it sells out within 24 hours. I
0: mean, puppy yoga. puppy
1: yoga. Um, It's, you know... Say
0: no more. Not
1: a very relaxing yoga class, not a very intense yoga class, but um, it's fun, and like every time we do it when they sell out it's enough money to save like 2 to 4 more dogs mm. depending on you know their medical needs and yeah. and things like that and so, they find
0: not only puppies but they also rescue dogs from high kill shelters Yeah so that's yeah.
1: how that's how they started they um were totally built on on a foster network when they first started um they go around to the area and they pull dogs from high kill shelters they take on dogs with you know really crazy like medical needs and fix them up and they put them in fosters, or they also have a, a big center now um, where they, you know, have some have some dogs there actually at their um, adoption center. Um, but yeah, it's a great organization. Um, they yeah, they do great work. Um, And yeah, it's been so fun to be involved in them. And so when we, you know, Ryan and I have been talking about getting a dog for a while now. We knew as soon as we moved um, out of our apartment that didn't allow us to have dogs, that it was going to be one of the first things we did. And we, you know, this whole time we're like, we're definitely going to get from Wags. And we saw a bear's photo on the website. And I was like, that's the one we want. (laughs) He is the cutest hippo you will ever see. Yeah, he's like two and a half. We didn't want to do the puppy thing um, Mm -hmm. just because... the the puppy thing right now would would just be a lot with everything else we have going on but um yeah Mm -hmm. so those are kind of the big exciting things and you know lots of trips um you know we have a bunch more weddings next year including our own um and if people want to
0: connect with you where can they find you
1: yeah so they can find me um mostly on instagram um Kelsey Cook Wellness, all one word, and my website kelseyhookwellness.com um, I like have the other social platforms, but I don't really use them. So, yeah, yeah I'm on Instagram. <laughs> oh, well,
0: thank you so much for coming in. Yeah, and this chatting. Was so much This fun. was so fun, <laughs> and I can't wait to see all of the beautiful things you'll continue to create and yes, bring into the world. I
1: cannot wait to see what you do with the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, funny thing about me. I hate the sound of my own voice, so I probably will never listen to this episode, Um, (laughs) but I'm going to listen to every other episode and just can't wait to see what you do with it. It's so exciting. I love you so much. I love you too. Yay. Okay, bye.